and we're live. Welcome to another episode of the Friendly Ex-Muslim podcast. I'm your host, Abdullah Samir, also known as the Friendly Ex-Muslim. Today, I have another guest for you. I have, I have Hassan of Arabic Translated Memes. So you might you might be familiar already if you've if you've been on the internet and you've been on ex-Muslim social media inside the Dawa circles, you may have actually already run into some of these memes. So Hassan makes his own content. He makes his own memes and he translates memes from Arabic. So we're going to talk about his journey, the online censorship he's been battling, the experiences he's gone through doing these things. And it's it's quite, and he actually has a presentation for us. So you're in for a treat today. It's going to be fun. And uh, Hassan is also a stickler for time. So he's like, we're going to start on time. I'm, we're ready to go. How, how's it going, Hassan? Hello. Yeah, it's absolute delight to, to be here. I've been looking forward for this for for a long time. So yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely delighted. Thank you for the very generous introduction. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, Abdullah, I mean, it's been great uh, uh, seeing you from the first video you posted uh, about leaving Islam. Uh, I, it was one of those, by the way, links that I always shared in debates when people say, oh, no one leaves Islam. Oh, well, here's someone. <laughs> you say you forget how it all started, right? Yeah. You know, they say, oh, no, no, no real Muslim would ever <laughs> leave Islam. Yeah. So, yeah, it's absolute delight. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah, you're most welcome. Yeah, it's funny because now no one can say that with a straight face. Now they have to move the goalposts further to yeah. uh you know from nobody leaves islam to there's no actually you know real muslims that left Islam. now it's like you know there's no scholarly muslims that like they, they keep changing it because <laughs> you know it's oh they don't there's no muslims that know arabic but of course they are all of these things exist in the community um Absolutely. and it's, it's a very really immature take to even kind of go down that route because mm -hmm. i mean the reality is in all communities you would have apostasy it's not it's not surprising, especially in today's world, right? I mean, anyone that has any sort of intellect just has to look at other religious communities and see what's happening to realize that, like, it's no surprise the same thing is going to happen to the Muslim community. Um, but the cognitive dissonance is real, right? It's so strong yeah. that some people are not able to acknowledge that uh, to the point that there was a guy I used to work with that was, I was more religious than him. He used to like one day he was bringing beer for his coworkers because we had beer in the office. And I was like, you're helping them drink beer. Right. And he's like, no, but I'm not drinking. I'm like, oh, this is haram. You should not help, you know, inviting people to sin and this and that. And then after I left Islam, he said, no, you were never really a Muslim. And I was like, bro, I'm like, I've been a Muslim, like practicing longer than like, I'm like your dad compared to you. You know what I mean? And yeah, it's just like the, but it was, he meant it. He truly meant yes. maybe you were never like, it's the cognitive dissonance. It's just, it's hard for them to accept that. And that's because they've been fed and we've been fed, let's face it, since birth, that this is the perfect religion. And once you learn it, you will know the truth and you will never, ever reject it. You know what I mean? But we know from the days of the prophet himself, people were rejecting him. Uh, we know after he died, how many people left Islam. So, I mean, it's all built on, you know, nonsense. The idea that no Muslim will ever leave Islam. No real Muslim would ever leave Islam. Yeah, yeah. but it's... The internet is breaking all these taboos, and as you rightly said, it's there. It's moving the goalpost even further and further uh, the line. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, exactly. So, should we jump into your slides then? Yes, yes. For okay. for my viewers, I know the first part might seem familiar, but you know, um, uh, the second part is completely different. So, hold on. If you notice that the first part I've discussed it before, uh, but just this is in case. Uh, Abdullah Samir's viewers have not seen the kind of harassment we get on social media. I'll say, bear with me uh, after you know 10, 15 minutes. We'll, uh, I'll talk about new material as well. Sounds good. So before we actually before we get into that, I don't know how much you want to say about yourself and your personal life. Probably not too much, but do you want to tell us a little bit? Like, is there anything you'd like to share about that? Yes. Like, how did you? Why did you end up doing this? Why are you doing this? What's mm -hmm. the point? What's your What's your motivation? What, why are you here now today? Yes. Well, okay. So 
I'm Arab born and bred in Islam. I grew up in the Middle East. That's what I could say. I can't be more specific. I am a university uh, academic professor. I teach in uh, two one of them is one of the top universities. And therefore, I have to be careful about my identity. Um, uh, I, I became very religious at one point in my life. Uh, at one point, I uh, kind of skewed towards Shiism because that's one part of my family with that. Uh, I could see the, the, the oppression they faced, but I quickly realized it's just too extreme in their views and uh, idealization of, uh, of the imams and stuff. It just didn't make sense. Another, at another stage in my life, I moved into Wahhabism, which is the other extreme, and I became heavily involved. I loved the purity of it, of even not even looking at Muhammad as uh, as a and uh, you know as idealized as nothing as human, and and that really lured me a lot. Uh, but I was lucky, I think, of coincidence of time and opportunities is that I got a scholarship to go to university, uh, and from that came another scholarship to go and do my higher education, and then I ended up. Um, a university professor uh, in my field. Um, I left Islam when I went to research why people are leaving Islam. So it was a curiosity after I finished my PhD because I had little doubts, but it never really amounted to anything as concrete. Like, oh, there's an explanation for this. I'll deal with it later. There's another explanation for this. I'll deal with it later. And that was pre-ISIS time and all that. Um, and then I came across some atheist pages on Facebook, which was the Tunisian atheist pages and Moroccan ones, uh, as I was doing my research. And I, every time I cross-checked what they were saying, I found they were, they were actually basing it on the Quran. They're this based on the Hadith, and it's authentic. Uh, and I think the two biggest shock for me was uh, uh, the Prophet's marriage to Aisha, which is always contested. Like, I knew he married a child. I just didn't realize how young she was. And when I found that this was actually repeated something like 11, 12 times in the Hadith, and there was no dispute about her age. There was absolutely nothing other than she was married six, at age six or seven, and that he slept with her when she was nine. So that, for me, that was a shocker. But then I, I tried to rationalize it until I got to the point where Melkil Yamin or Mamalakat Imanukum, that was like the, the red line for me because it just. That's um, those that your right hand possess. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Your right hand possess, which is a reference to female slaves owned through war bounties and used for sex and for selling and purchasing, what have you. So for me, that was a red line that I just couldn't cross. And then suddenly everything got connected because I could go back to points in my life when I was talking to my grandmother and she was telling me about slavery in Islam and that the fact our family had two slaves in, in my grandfather's time. And I just couldn't, I thought she was, she's losing it. And, and she said, oh no, this was normal. This was our way of showing them Islam. And, and the <laughs> fact that the boy was neutered as well to make sure it's like, I felt humiliated when she said this, and I thought she's losing it. But then suddenly that made sense as well. Um, she mentioned things like she thought that NASA and all that uh, claim of landing on the moon was lies. And I said, and I kept telling her, why you say that? Because, she, and she was very adamant. I'm speaking about a 90-year-old lady. She said, we always believe the earth is flat. I said, oh, grandma, <laughs> you're losing it. You're, uh, but she said, it's in the Quran. The Quran doesn't say, and I'd get angry the way some, <laughs> you know, some Muslims would get angry with me when I say it now. But she was actually really referring, and this is a lady who prayed all her life. She never committed sin as far as we know. She was always dedicated to my grandfather, who had other three wives, and and she died fearing hell. And she used to get those heat waves. You know, when you get old, you get those heat waves. And she, she used to think this is the heat of Jahannam. And I was like, Grandma, you've you've never missed Ramadan. Yeah. Even in her 90s, she didn't yeah. miss Ramadan. Why would you be afraid of death? Mm -hmm. If you were afraid of death, we should be all freaking out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see what I mean? So anyway, I, I, so that's... This, so, yeah. Yeah, so just to ask a little bit questions there. So you're talking mm -hmm. about she was having the hot flashes. 
Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, there's a hadith that says that the fire of hell is it has two breaths, one in summer, one in winter or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's about having fever, isn't it? That fever. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a yeah. different one. That's a different okay. one. I forgot about that okay. one. That's what you're talking about. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, she was thinking it's hell heat <laughs> getting ready. I mean, you know, it's sad that when she died, she was having a f- uh, in her sleep and she looked freaked out. Mm. Yes, I mean, and that's the human side that people don't understand. That even when you believe in Islam, it's like a horror movie. It's like, you know, and you've done everything right. You live in horror almost. And that left a really bad impression on me as well. Mm. Uh, uh, but anyway, so I realized but, Islam. So, so sorry, I'm so curious about this. So you're, how did they have slaves? I don't understand. Were they servants? They were sla- actual slaves? There were actual sla- so yeah, there were servants that were bought as slaves. You have to remember, my grandmother you could was buy born. Them. Yes, yes, yes. It, it, look, my grandmother was born in 1900, so she was around 90 in the 90s when oh, I was talking wow. to her. I should yeah. let the viewers who don't know me. I'm in my late 40s, yeah. So okay. I'm not one of those little kids <laughs> running around. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I know what I'm talking about. So anyway, so she. She was telling, uh, you have to remember, the Middle East had slaves until the 60s, 1960s. Uh, You can go, there's a very beautiful, uh, I wouldn't say beautiful, there was a very detailed documentary of slaves being sold in Mecca in 1964, Mm -hmm. uh, 63. I'm happy to send you the link. I can find it uh, Mm -hmm. and send it to you later. It's on YouTube as well. Uh, And you can put it in the the chat there, uh, in the text, sorry. So... Slaves existed, and what happened is in the 60s, the UN pressured the Arab countries to give up slavery, mm. and and they had to give up. So laws were being passed, and Saudi Arabia had paid all the slave owners money to release their their slaves, and and Kuwait did the same, and Bahrain and UAE. They had they were forced to end slavery. So my grandmother was trying to explain that this is not it, slavery was normal way of bringing people to Islam. Um. <laughs> yeah, there's a Anwar Ablaki. Uh, st- I think it was him, the now banned on YouTube, infamous Sheikh. That he made a comment that I'm proud that my ancestors were brought into Islam as slaves or something like that. And he tells people, you should be proud because you're, you, let's say, you're Pakistani or Indian. Like yeah. my ancestors conquered yours. <laughs> he said it like a good thing. <laughs> what the- I know. I know. I, there, there is a hadith that bring them in chains. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's there. I mean, we can't deny it. But you have to remember, the majority of people in the Middle East, and even more so outside the Middle East, they have been. We've been fed Islam 2.0. I call it. It's a very um, uh, um, uh, reduced version, uh, whereby. They've removed all these reference to slavery. They removed all these reference to, uh, to 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 flat Earth, and they've really tried to fix it as much as they can, uh, and it has worked. I mean, yeah. when when I tell people what I now know, they're shocked, they're surprised, um, and they don't really, you know, they they can't believe that this is actually uh, coming from Islam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. All right. So anyway, so continue. Yeah. So, so yeah, that, uh, that, I think, I think, sorry, one more last thing. I think when you, I think yeah. people don't realize every generation of Muslims has a different Islam than the one mm. before. It. I, I don't think people realize that if Muhammad was here today, he mm. would not recognize Islam. <laughs> <laughs> You're it's, right. it's, be, it's become canonized and it's, it's become like people have made decisions along the way. That have mm-hmm. made it a certain way, right? Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So, anyways, continue. <laughs> but I mean, we should also remember that only in the last hundred years it's changed a lot, and there's still a lot to change that could come in the next hundred as well. And that's why I think mm-hmm. the ex-Muslim movement is doing a huge improvement in that mm-hmm. direction. So anyway, so after I found this on the ex-Muslims of um, uh, the atheists of uh, Tunisia and Morocco, I went into the denial mood for for several years. And I think I do what most ex-Muslims do, which is you go quiet. You just think, okay, I'm no longer a Muslim, but I'm not going to let uh, let be, you know, live and let uh, live yeah. and let people be. 
But I think the crossing point for me was when ISIS came around because everything they were doing was from the Quran. Um, and everything they were saying was from the Hadith. I, I, you know, when people say, oh, no, they don't represent Islam. I was like, but, you know, I now know that what they're doing is actually from Islam. When they were uh, holding these Yazidi women and selling yeah. them in the market, that's from the Quran, not even Hadith. You know, yeah. of course, it's repeated many times in the Hadith, but that's directly from the Quran. So for me, I was getting very angry with the suggestion that this is not from Islam. But I also let go because I was in the Middle East at the time and I thought I can't risk it. Um, slowly, I decided that it's time for me to do something. And it's just around the time that you came around, um, Apostle Prophet came around, um, uh, Harris Sultan was starting uh, his, uh, his work, and I felt, let me do something my bit. Mm -hmm. And when I looked at memes, and memes are very, very powerful um, at sending a message, I found the ones about Islam that's being shared on fatwa book, let's call it, because that's how I like to call them, yeah. They were all distasteful, you know what I mean? They were all, I would say the absolute majority were either they don't talk about Islam because they don't want to offend anyone, or they're distasteful, meaning they put a picture of the prophet um, uh, being given birth from a pig, or someone using the Kaaba as a toilet. I was like, how is this ever going to help people see Islam for what it is. But when I was comparing it to the Arab atheist memes, which have expanded quite a bit by then in post-ISIS time, I could see they were focusing on the Quran, they were focusing on the Hadith, they were focusing on Sirat al-Nabi, which is the story of the Prophet. They were not do putting any dirty images, they were just focusing on the Islamic message. Mm -hmm. And this is where the uh, my name came around, Arabic translated memes, where I started looking at these memes, translating them to English and sharing them to bring in uh, a counter argument uh, for atheist pages all around the world um, about Islam. Mm, but slowly, I, I, yeah, go ahead. Uh, uh, can I say that I had a very similar experience? I don't know if I told you this. Maybe I did or not. Uh, when I left, when I was thinking of leaving Islam and I was having a lot of intellectual doubts, I say intellectual doubts because the the things in Islam were not sitting well with me. Like I was seeing contradictions between what I was reading outside of Islam and you know Islam what Islam was saying and especially about the science in the Quran and then I started looking up different things and one of the places I ran into was like slash oz slash ex-muslim which is a reddit it's all anonymous right and it tends to be a younger crowd so like mm -hmm. I don't know like 12 to 16 or something right and it was exactly like you said it was made me uncomfortable like it was like a lot of very very and I guess coming people some people who were not as religious, maybe they don't understand that. But for someone that was deeply religious and who saw this as sacred, mm. it was very off-putting. Like you said, it was very off-putting. I was like, this is my new crew. Like, I don't want to be like part of this thing. Like, this is like, these are the type of people like, it's it was, it was like vulgar. It was, yes. you know, like vile. Some of it was just, I don't know. It was, it was off-putting, like I said, right? So, mm. But then I realized at some point that it doesn't have to be that way. And this is not the entirety of the movement. You can add your own flavor to it. You can bring your own perspective. You don't have to be like, and, and then, you know, you can't really reject the message just because it's uncomfortable too, right? At some point, yeah, even if that was the only thing available at the time, and of course, there's other places too, that wasn't the only thing. But yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Um, but I do think both have their place, right? That sort of like, not, not necessarily a vulgar or crass, but like, like in your face, shocking kind of, you know, let's mm. say like apostate prophet style versus, you know, my style is totally different, but I think both have their place. Um, yes. And that's something I've kind of reconsidered over the, over the years since I've started doing this, because I've, I was surprised to find that, you know, even that strategy has, has people that come in through that door too. So I think having different strategies is good. I, I, I don't know. I still think like if I'm a strong believer, a picture of a pig giving birth to the yeah. prophet is not going <laughs> to convince me at all that Islam has a problem. You know what I mean? So, I, I mean, see, <laughs> I see a lot of, um, I'm sorry to say, Hindus posting that on Twitter. And it's yes. more like when they get into like a fight with the Muslims, they're like bashing each other's religion. No one's really listening to each other. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's like wrong. it's just a middle finger. You're just putting up a middle finger to the other group. You're like, yeah. it's not going to help anything, right? No, 
no, absolutely. And and that's where I started. And then I start having all these problems um, uh, with the, uh, with social media because I, I didn't really expect the challenges for an ex-Muslim to be online. Um, um, uh, and that's uh, that's where uh, I started my message. Um, okay, so if you want to start, yeah. So uh, again, as I said to my uh, to everyone, if you've seen this before, uh, don't worry, it's not the same presentation. It, it changes halfway through, and it's going to be a lot more fun uh, after that. So I'm um, just a quick timeline of my journey. Um, I started on Fatwa Book. We're going to call it Fatwa Book okay. for now. In uh, 2018, uh, as the Arabic translated meme and also ex-Muslim memes. And this is where I have very little documentation from that period because I did not expect the kind of harassment that one would get from social media. I actually generally believed in freedom of speech and I thought being online will be welcomed. And by the way, the same kind of memes were posted in Arabic and there was no issues with it. So I didn't think there will be issues if I post them in English. But as you're gonna see later, it became problematic. Um, when I got uh, ejected uh, 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 from these two pages, I took refuge in the Atheist Republic of Pakistan, uh, Haram stuff, and then I created my new page, which is on Instagram. This is Arabic underscore translated meme because the original one also got removed. Uh, but I have more documentation of that. Uh, so, uh, just briefly, uh, the Atheist Republic of Pakistan is still on uh, fatwa book. It's uh, heavily under digital jail, but it still has around 13,000 followers, which is not too bad. In its peak time, uh, uh, the memes were spreading really ma uh, wildfire. So, everything we post, especially in Pakistan, they were really spreading. And I think this is the power of memes. Memes is a picture that has a message with it that really makes you think, force you to deal with the cognitive dissidence that you're trying to reject. Uh, and it came also always with an article explaining the reason. So you can see there, we had something like uh, 400,000 uh, post reactions, 180,000 uh, engagement. And in our peak, um, we had half a million. Uh, it was reaching half a million. I think it was even higher than that really because uh, many of the posts were traveling beyond the page. And this is one post I kind of came across and I thought I'll have to share it here because it brings back memories from 2000 uh, when we, ha we had Apostle Prophet, uh, Abdullah Samir, and you, you know their names, I'm terrible with names. Um, uh, Walid and uh, Marwa, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, yeah. so they were... They uh, were... Imtiaz Shams. Yes. And, and they were, I would say, the pioneers. I mean, you were the pioneers of YouTube. Uh, you, you were operating for about two to three years and you were pushing the boundaries a lot. And that was really helping uh, in spreading the message there. Um, but while I say it was going beyond the page, we would see the same memes being uh, posted by other atheist pages. And that was always my objective. So this is the Scottish atheist group. This is Pakistani free thinkers. They were taking those memes that clearly had the word Arabic translated memes on them and being shared. And no sooner we started getting popular, the page got blocked in Pakistan, uh, the Facebook page, and even the web page where I post the memes got blocked uh, afterwards. But this is much later that they blocked it and I'll explain in a second why. The harassment then was relentless. So we would wake up one morning and all these posts would suddenly be flagged as uh, uh, against community standards. And you can see the time difference, one hour, 21 minutes, 53 minutes, 52 minutes, two minutes, it's just ridiculous. And this would go for days. And when we tried to investigate to see where this is coming, we found lots of what we call, uh, lots of groups on Fatwa Book uh, called anti-Islamic page reporting. And in this one particularly had over 11,000 followers. So all they had to do is go to on that page and say, this is a Islamophobe page. And then we get, they target us relentlessly with reports. And, and this is what now we get to call the e-jihadi keyboard uh, users. So we, we, we struggle a lot with this community standards that Fatwa Book and Sharia Gram have, which is very hard to 
to, to try to figure out what's going on. And I'm going to give you some examples here. And maybe, Abdullah, you will tell me where did we go wrong. So this is one of the early reports we had, which says this post is a spam. And this was the post. Wow. Nothing. There's <laughs> nothing bad. there. Yeah. And, yeah. And then this one, again, followed very shortly. And by the way, you can see on the top is from my my, my second admin in Pakistan. It says the PK. Yeah. Uh, Telecom, you know, to show show that you know it was my uh, the um, so anyway. So this is another post I can spam. Take a look. Do you see this as a spam, Abdullah? Oh. There is it. There is it. There, there was no logic to try to understand what's going on. This was a first ever hate speech. Now oh. I uh, and this was on the ex-Muslim meme page. And again, we we try to really look into it. This is this is the post. It says those two women leading Germany and Britain. Then some idiot said, "Never will succeed a nation as makes a woman the ruler." Sorry. Okay, yeah, I thought maybe the word idiot triggered them. I thought <laughs> may, may, maybe you know I thought maybe there's something there, so we we avoided that. But in principle. <laughs> It was translated word from word from Arabic as well. And, and the Arabic page, it was running fine. Okay, so then we got this one. And this one's also um, uh, uh, flagged as hate speech. So, and here's the post. It was in the post-pandemic period. Allah during the pandemic is hiding after finding deaths and scientists, after the many deaths and scientists finding the vaccine. <laughs> Don't forget to say Alhamdulillah. It's hate speech, Abdullah. This is hate <laughs> speech. <laughs> you see what I mean? And and it continued. I mean, sometimes we would appeal and appeal and it gets rejected. And this is another one of these uh, posts that got uh, flagged as hate speech. Yeah, how to keep your face from Allah. If it's something you like, it's from Allah. If it's something you dislike, it's just bad luck. See how simple it is. And this is hate speech. I mean, yeah. we really, really struggled. Uh, uh, and then the page got removed. I mean, they were they oh. were very serious. Yeah. And, you, and, and, and go back for a second. Yeah. And uh, next one. Yeah. Oh yeah, it says nudity. <laughs> There's no nudity. There's. Uh, 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 it's it's always we were trying to understand what's going on. So this was actually not when it was removed. This was when we we're getting massive. Uh, warnings that it's going yeah. to be removed so oh, we were okay. under and we were locked out for six days and seven yeah. days and eight days and 30 days this one um said it was removed for nudity but there was no nudity they were covered so mm. this is about female slaves in islam mm. are required to be half naked and by the way this was only in the middle east and there's yeah. lots of evidence that um, the female slaves in the middle east were required to be topless this didn't happen in, in Asia, so many people don't know that. But we have the photographic evidence, and we covered them, and it was still seen as nudity. This is the post that got the page closed. And to to this day, we don't really know what happened. So oh, this one, if you, if you look at this, respect for religion has become a code phrase meaning fear of religion. Religion, like all other ideas, deserve criticism, satire, and yes, our fearless disrespect Salman Rushdie, giving that in a, in a university speech. Wow. That got the page closed. That's Muslim meme, baby. Oh, wow. That's and we crazy. couldn't understand why. And by the way, we didn't create that. That was borrowed from uh, an atheist page. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> it's just, it, the harassment was endless. Then they, when they got that success there, it was relentless attack on the atheist republic of pakistan mm -hmm. and you can look at this list and look they're all the same date 10th of february 2021 10th of february 2021 they're all the same date so it th these community of uh, um e-jihadists were attacking the page every post they can find without really reading what it is mm -hmm. they're all under hate speech so this is number one they're all fun but fun by the way so let's have a good laugh yeah uh, there so al jazeera presenter asks who told you allah is above us allah is everywhere so richard dawkins and this is actually from the interview he said so so what was the point of burak a horse with wing if allah is not above us in samin and i then i put the quranic verses that's hate speech. <laughs> That's crazy. 
this one, uh, Mo was having problems with unwanted guests. I mean, remember, this is from The Simpsons, and he is Mo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's Mo too. Yeah. yeah. So he, he, he throws the guests out, and then he comes back in. So say, Allah, I need a verse prompto. And say, don't visit Mo when he's preparing food, you know. So yeah. I, hate speech. But it's so, funny. It's funny. Yeah. Um, this one, so blessed is Allah, the best of creators, uh, Quran 23, 14, sent. And then he says, damn, I forgot. I'm the only creator. <laughs> and that's hate speech. Uh, this one was about eating seven dates. So Muhammad <laughs> said, whoever has seven dates for breakfast, <laughs> no poison or magic would harm him. Uh, oh, how did he die? Poison. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, it's very funny. <laughs> Uh, this one, remember, pagan Romans spread to three continents and lasted 1,250 years, never needing divine intervention from Allah. So, and then it refers to multiple uh, authentic hadith that Muhammad claimed angels helped him win battles. Yeah. So I didn't see, again, I can't see where it's hate speech. Oh, this one was a major one because it got yeah. blocked twice. Oh, yeah. And it made me, I couldn't understand why. Yeah. Does anyone still believe the sun goes to... Pro, uh, Postrate <laughs> under Allah's throne after sunset, yeah. and then I put the, the 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 hadith. Yeah, blocked as well. Blocked. Mm -hmm. um, this one, uh, you think Allah needs your prayer? He says, then why did He create us just to pray for <laughs> uh, to pray to Him? And yeah. put the is that's it. Yeah, the page went into digital jail, including an incident where we shared a meme from the ex-Muslim of Norway. So it, it, notice this, Abdullah. Seriously, you won't believe this. Mm -hmm. they, we shared a meme from another page. Yeah. We get 30 days ban for sharing it. The other page doesn't. Oh, wow. So Yeah, the, it's crazy. It doesn't make any sense, right? doesn't make any sense. Like, if you think this is hate speech, remove it from the original page. <laughs> yeah. Why, why are you... Penalizing that. Yeah. Keep in mind, it is actually my meme. So maybe they knew who they were targeting. <laughs> it I, is my yeah, meme. I think I, my guess is what happened is your your page was sort of flagged. And mm. then every single thing you post after that point, I think was just like, even if you would have said good morning, <laughs> someone yeah. would have reported it, would have been taken down. I mean, Fatwa Book was becoming like living in the Middle East, it reminded me of what it's like to when you can't oh, even talk. Yeah. And it took me back to, to horror days um, uh, in that context. So eventually the web page went into digital jail. And I don't know if you know what digital jail means. You want to explain it? it? I mean, I do. But... I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll briefly explain. It's basically you can't invite people to your page anymore. Okay. You're not visible anymore when people are scrolling through their page. Uh, when you like the page, you get this warning from the Fatwa Book uh, Police, who oh, says, wow. "Yeah, oh yeah." He says, "I know this." When you, yeah, when you like a page, you will see updates from it. Uh, sorry, it moved there. Sorry, hold on. Oh yeah, I clicked on it by mistake and it moved. Okay, hold on. Yeah. So it says, um, "When you like a page, you'll see updates from it in your newsfeed. You may want to review the Atheist Republic of Pakistan to see uh, the types of content." it usually shares it's almost like be careful you're gonna go to jahannam for like, <laughs> then it, 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 it is the morality police <laughs> thank you astaghfirullah what are you yeah. doing you know yeah uh, and then if you search for the page from within uh, fatwa book it doesn't appear so when we put atheist republic of pakistan it's not there that's the digital jail you had to Google it or go to Microsoft Bing to find the page mm -hmm. to be able to to reach it, and and they still were doing that. And if you think this was only the problem of Fatwa Book, and for my viewer, this is the new content, guys. Mm -hmm. um, Sharia Gram is getting the same problems, so I've already lost some posts because of that. Um, and it says. Uh, and, and I got the warning, you could lose access to your account in the future. The first one was that I put a child slave standing next to this um, uh, old gentleman, and she's pouring water to him. Now, she is nude because she was a child slave, but we blurred her body completely, and apparently this was in violation of the rules. So I thought, okay, maybe 
Sharia Gram is a little bit too strict. And, and they told us this is against, uh, they told me this is against the uh, rules. This one came immediately afterwards. And again, if you look at it, it says Muhammad married Aisha at the age of six and slept with her at the age of nine. Panic. Girls back then matured early and she was very mature, calm. She was still playing with dolls uh, when he slept with her. Panic, panic, panic. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. So I can't see this. What's the problem? And here is where the issues is, uh, Abdullah. I had allowed three Muslim people to join my page. Mm -hmm. I'm very strict. I always ask people before they join in. This is an ex-Muslim page. Yeah. This is the content. If you don't like it, you don't need to follow because my mm -hmm. page is private. Yeah. Oh, okay. You send me if if it's not. By the way, any any viewers who would like to follow my page, send me a message saying I know your content. I'm happy to follow your page. Otherwise, okay. you're, you're not gonna be allowed in until I send you a message saying. This is an ex-Muslim page. This is the ex-Muslim content. If it doesn't offend you, you can come in. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's not that you have to be ex-Muslim. It's just that I don't want to offend you if it offends you. So anyway, I identified the people who were on my page. I removed them, and the reporting stopped. Oh, wow. Jeez. Even a private page. I forgot this was private. Yes. It's crazy. It's That's, crazy. I mean, yeah. it goes to show how the level... Uh, of uh, uh, work we have to do. Sorry, there was a third one as well that got removed, which is about people trying to run away from Pakistan, uh, from mm -hmm. Afghanistan. Yeah. And I said, it's only the religion of peace. Why are you worried? You're sending something along these lines. And yeah. uh, also it was removed the hate speech. Anyway, so how did I respond? Uh, apologies, because the text on the top is kind of overlapping. It says uh, exmuslimmemes.com. So when I got closed the first time on Fatwa Book, I was very, very angry that I didn't do anything wrong. Um, and in that context, I actually did not violate anything. Um, so when I went to Instagram and I had started my page for about a year later, also they closed me without warning. This one with Instagram was really, I was very angry. It was a public page. I reached about 2000 and they closed me. So I went and opened the page myself. It's called the ex-Muslim uh, memes. Mm -hmm. And I posted all my memes there under categories such as religion of peace, slavery, uh, Quran, Hadith, um, logic, uh, science. I put everything under category. So you can click on your category and say. And I also put my favorite 20 memes so that it's easy to download and people be able to share them. Over the last three years, since I've activated it, I have 38,000 visitors, mm -hmm. uh, sorry, views, and 11,000 visitors. And I can see regularly people come in and download everything. And this uh -huh. is where, this was my fight back, because now it's kind of guerrilla war. You can't <laughs> let me be my own state. I'm going to throw all these minions on you, and they're <laughs> going to flood you. And it's having a huge effect, Abdullah. Um, so my page is private. It's still 3,282 because my content is clean. Mm -hmm. It's all about discussing Islam in a satirical way, admittedly, but it's there to promote uh, and it's become a beacon account because from there um, we are sp uh, spreading new memes all the time. I'm spreading memes all the time, but also we've learned now to cover certain words so that your me the memes do not get flagged. So for instance, this was a, uh, one of those memes that we covered the word Taliban so yeah. that the AI system wouldn't read it. Mm -hmm. Otherwise it gets flagged easily. So yeah. Taliban traffic police does not ask for your mm -hmm. driving license. Instead, he checks if you can rehearse the dawah to travel, dua is safar. If you fail, oh. <laughs> you get a ticket for dangerous driving under shaitan influence. <laughs> that's, that's a subhanAllah. I still remember that. Yeah. <laughs> before before you continue, I'm just going to read two comments. Um, yeah, go ahead. Analia says, you are such a brave human being. I'm so inspired by you. That, that's very nice comments from Analia. I agree. You know, this is such an important thing that he's doing. And uh, stop scamming stop scamming man uh thank you for the super chat of 10 british pounds in a humane society those can steal can atone by giving a hand in an islamic society those that steal can atone by giving a hand yeah that's that's true as well your hand is gone yeah. uh, so thank you for the super chat uh, yes all right so 
thank you very much for the lovely comments, by the way. Yeah, I, I, I'm determined. And I think uh, those e-jihadist keyboard jihadists, they underestimate the determination <laughs> of ex-Muslims. Really, they do. They underestimate. They think, oh, we're just doing it for a little bit of fun. I'm, I'm not making any money from it. If anything, I donate to lots of ex-Muslims um, uh, accounts. Uh, I'm, I have my own income. Thank you very much. I'm just trying to, from my educational point background, is open people's minds. And yes, and uh, by the way, uh, just to let you guys know, um, he probably doesn't want me to saying this, but he's uh, he's been supporting me as well on Patreon. Well, not Patreon on to other means, and now Patreon for like over the last, I think, one or two years. How long has it been now? Quite two, two years, years right? Yeah. yeah. Quite a while, so really much appreciate that as well. Thank you. So you're not only financially supporting others, you're also putting your own money and effort. So guys, this is like an amazing project that we need to get behind. Uh, I'm going to do my part. I'm going to go to xmuslimmemes.com. I'm going to download some of those memes. Some of the memes, especially you showed me today, are so hilarious. That <laughs> Mo one with the Mo in the butt, I, I'm going to share that on Twitter. So far, <laughs> I haven't got banned on Twitter, no matter what I've posted. Somehow, only yeah. once or twice I got a warning. But for the most part, I managed to survive. So I'm going to use my power for good. <laughs> Uh, Abdullah, the other, I think with uh, 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 Twitter ban, which I uh, still think they have an Islamic agenda there, yeah. um, just don't talk to people because if, they, if it sounds that you're attacking a person, then yeah. you get banned. If I've looked at all the incident that AP, Apostle Prophet, got into, I can always see that it's because he's involved in a discussion with someone. If you avoid that, I think you'll be fine. And I think mm -hmm. that's what I might join it at some point. They just don't have much time. The, but the other situation where people get banned is when you have um, a post that goes super viral. So when you have a post that like, like I'm not that big right now. So like if I, mm -hmm. you know, whatever, 10,000 followers or whatever, it's still considered small. So like, you know, I might get like 30 to 50 reshares. Mm. Costly Profit has a post that has like 500 reshares, retweets, yeah. I mean, and then he gets wow. banned. It happened like he, he made a post that was uh, Muhammad was mentally ill and it mm. went super viral. It had like 500 or a thousand retweets. Like I've, I've, I don't wow. even know how that happened. It was like and it was sort of like it wasn't like memes. It was academic. It was like, here's a list of hadith. It was a big thread. And then he got kicked off Twitter for that. And wow. then they brought him back. And then he made another post about Nupur Sharma, which again went super viral, but it had like mm. a picture of a, a child and it said, yeah. you know, it was Aisha was nine or whatever. I don't know if you saw it. And then he got completely permanently banned for that. So there's also a risk when you get too big, then yeah. the mass flagging, it becomes unavoidable and there's no way to protect yourself from that at that point. So, let's, yeah. Yeah, let's hope Elon Musk changes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I don't pray to anyone or anything, so I don't know. How can I hope for Elon Musk uh, get that company under his flag and hopefully uh, we'll have more freedom? But I'm not waiting for that. Maybe that's the good thing about not believing uh, in uh, uh, Sky Dad. I'm working based on what is available. And yeah. <laughs> so these memes, for instance, have gone viral on the Atheist Republic, uh, you might recognize the one on the right, which is, who said a hijabi couldn't graduate? Now, this has been around for a while. All I did is I added the hadith that said, the prophet said, isn't the, uh, the, the witness of a woman equal to half of a man? A woman said, yes, this is because of the deficiency of women's mind. So the person who said hijabi couldn't graduate is actually Muhammad yeah. himself. <laughs> yeah. this, is how, this has gone viral. Yeah. The, the other one, this was just three days ago. So I just took the screenshot today. You can see 3,200 people. People are starving for topic on Islam. You see what I mean? So this one is countries that pray to Allah. You can see they're mostly desert and barren. And then you say vegetation comes out of good land in abundance uh, by the will of its Lord. But out of bad land, only poor vegetations come forth. Quran 758. You see what I mean? So it, it went viral. Uh, and that's where I feel now my role is, is to keep pumping this. Another uh, fatwa book page that's really doing very well. And I'm Total oh, by the way, I, can I just go back for one second? Yeah. I just want to comment that, you know, this is a perfect example 
of well they might not agree muslims might not agree and i'll tell you why but this is a from my perspective a good example of a falsifiable statement whenever mm -hmm. we want to debunk the quran or islam or anything in general you mm -hmm. want to you want to focus on something that's falsifiable and when i say falsifiable that doesn't mean it's false you know, you know what I mean. But what yeah. to explain to everyone, what it means is it's possibly false. It could be false or it could be true. It could be either one. So, for example, when, when you know, sometimes people try to debunk Islam by saying, well, you believe in a flying donkey, for example, or, you know, chasing, shooting stars, chase devils. Those are not falsifiable statements. There is no way to, to uh, challenge the veracity of, like, shooting stars, chase devils. Because... Mm. It's an imaginary thing. However, when the Quran makes a claim like this, mm. then you're making a claim that could be false. And 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 you you've now demonstrated like you know this atheist is this, was this your meme or atheist yes. public meme? No, that is my meme. Okay, this is your meme. The atheist public shared. Yeah, this is a perfect yes. example because it's showing that it's just dead wrong, right? So this is mm. falsifiable. This is this is perfect. So just wanted to make that comment before we continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I read the comments and some people who were very angry with it were responding. <laughs> oh, but Indonesia is the most popular Islamic country and it's green. Yes, yes. But here is the source of Islam. It's all deserts, yeah? This and is where most Islam is. It's, I mean, it's, so. it's such a short-sighted, oh, it looks like my camera died. It's such a short-sighted comment anyways, because mm. like, you know, you could always ask a Muslim, well, what if this wasn't the case let's say for example indonesia became you know desert or whatever would that change your your belief if it yeah. doesn't then you don't care about evidence all you care about is you know you're, you're basically a blind follower at that point so you know some people i think they just don't want to admit that they're blind followers or that they don't really you know they don't care about evidence like that's the point like some people don't care about evidence so if you don't care about evidence then nothing is going to uh convince you anyways right yeah, I mean, you hit the nail in the head there. Let me tell you of a debate I had. So uh, in I started in my early days when I was starting my page on Fatwa Book. I had this long debate with a Muslim uh, from India. And I was still new to all days. And it went on for days, like six, seven days, where we back and forth the different Quranic verses, the, the uh, scientific errors, the immoral commands and the hadith. And we'd hit a dead end where he refuses to accept that this is an issue. And then at some point I asked him, so I don't know, we've been talking about this for a very long time. What would change your mind? What would one thing that if you actually produce this to you would change your belief in Islam? I said, and he said, I don't know. And I said, okay, what if we invented a time machine and you travel back to the days of the prophet. And you saw everything I said was true about owning women, about underage marriages, about this and that and that. Would that change your belief? And Abdullah, he said to me, no. No, I would still believe in Islam. And that's where yeah. I realized with some people, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? They, they need Islam more than they need anything else. They, mm -hmm. they don't even care what, the prophet did or uh, uh, what scientific errors we now found in the Quran that the prophet may reconfirm that he believed the earth is flat and blah, blah, blah. He, he didn't care. He yeah. just wanted to believe in Islam regardless. And there's a term I discovered afterwards for this. It's called tribalism. Mm. Tri it's also, I used to call it presuppositionalist, but I, I think that term has some other connotations to it that mean something else. But it's basically someone that's presupposing Islam is true from, mm. from, the, from the beginning. But my, from my opinion, that's mm. a very good place to take the conversation. Like if you've got to that point in the conversation, you have won because you, now you've acknowledged him um, mm. that you've acknowledged that he cannot, he doesn't care about evidence. So you're yeah. done. This conversation is over. Like, I mean, sometimes you, you're in an arguing, going back and forth, back and forth. But like, you don't get anywhere because you you didn't challenge the basis of this person's like you know and the socratic method asking questions like what mm. is this what what about this what about this you got to the point where you're at the end of the road now when there's no more point of conversation you at that point i just tell them okay well there's no point talking to you because you don't care about evidence you've already accepted islam is true and so that's it right i mean it's done
Yep. I mean, now I realize afterwards not to waste my time like that. So it was a seven <laughs> day. It's, 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 I realized that, look, I, I started as an idealist that everyone wants to know the truth and, and that the truth will always prevail. I've realized afterwards that's not true. And the fact is, see how Islam has expanded and it's not true. And also that the fact that this experience with uh, this person showed me that sometimes they don't really care about the evidence. They're there until the end to defend the prophet. And that's the tribalism yeah. element in there. Yes, okay. yes. Before we yeah. continue, one question, which is important. Um, kind of maybe talked about this a little bit, but uh, what's your ultimate goal of these memes? Make Muslims non-Muslim? I mean, like, support non-Muslims? Attack a specific interpretation of Islam? Support your current belief, etc.? How would you answer that? I, I it's, it's twofold. So I want to help Muslims to see that Islam is not perfect. I don't care if they leave Islam necessary. I just don't want, I want to remove that concept that Islam is perfect. And I wrote it in one of my articles. Uh, I said, you know what would stop someone to uh, pull a trigger on a vest of bombs is to think that maybe they're wrong in which case they'll step back and think, let me be a good person and live my life as a good person and maybe I'll still go to heaven. You know what I mean? That person who takes a gun, like we had two days ago, down to Norway, the uh, pubs and clubs, and start says Allahu Akbar and start shooting, they have 100% certainty in their head that Islam is perfect and that they are going to he heaven because of that. You know what would have stopped this person doing it? If they had that little bit of small doubt in their head, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I just be a good person and maybe that'll be good enough. And that's the concept that many Christians adopted over time and many secular states have adopted. When you talk to agnostic people, that's what they've adopted, is that just be a good person and that's good enough. The other thing that triggered me is while living in the West, I saw two people convert to Islam and I was horrified because when I sat and talked to them, they had no idea. I mean, the, the reasons they were giving me were not the correct reasons to convert to Islam. And one of them, I had to reach out to them privately without showing my name because you're afraid of being labeled an Islamophobe. And, and I sent them these sources and guess what? They left Islam. And this is as much as I dislike CP, you know, Christian <laughs> Prince approach, yeah. but it's true. Islam without lies dies. Yeah. <laughs> Re if, you, if you remove the lies, there's no way for them to expand. Like Muhammad Ali, he converted to Islam on wrong pretenses. It's been discussed yeah. multiple times. Islam without lies dies. And I think that's where I'm going with it. I, mm. I'm hoping that Muslims will have a little bit of doubt. Maybe some will leave Islam. That's fine. But mm. for me, just creating that little bit of doubt um, and also for non-Muslims to not rush into Islam without full knowledge of some of these issues there. And I think this is where you, uh, AP, um, Apostle Prophet, uh, Harris Sultan, um, uh, Apostle Aladdin, who's, who's, who's growing really fast for someone who's just joined in, Infidel Noodle is growing. The ex-Muslim community is growing really fast. And this is, this is, this is where I think we're stepping in to help. <sighs> so that's the answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you so much. Okay, so uh, the, the other, uh, just to say how it's going, the memes are going beyond my page and what I'm doing. The ex-Muslims of Norway now have officially become the biggest ex-Muslim uh, English um, uh, page on Fatwa Book, 40,000 followers. And they continue to share my memes. And what I like about them, they actually shared that the text, the content of the post, not just the picture. And you have here on the left, Allah did not predict this when he suggested hijab. This has gone viral. I've seen it everywhere, uh, even on Atheist Republic. And this one is the one that opened many minds. And you can see it had 1,000 likes from a, from a page with only 40,000. He said, I bet you never knew this. House of Allah built by angels, Adam and Abraham destroyed 20 times and 
stolen one time, this is the Black Rock, for 22 <laughs> years. You know, it yeah. shocks Muslims. It really shocks them yeah. when they read this because they don't know that actually the Black Rock was stolen and used as a toilet, thrown in a toilet hole yeah. for 20, 22, 23 years. Yeah. Whereas the House of, uh, of Pyramids, enemies of Allah, thousands of years, never destroyed once, and a miracle of creation. So how do you compare those two? I mean, <laughs> yeah, seven wonders, right? It's almost... Uh... Exactly. Yeah. That's a wonder. The other one is just a room <laughs> made of bricks. You know, get over it. <laughs> yeah. That's a, good, that's a good point, actually. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it, I have got so many reactions for that. Uh, Ex-Muslim of uh, North America have been sharing my memes. You have this one, even my name on it. This is a very popular one they share, which is, all morning you have been standing next to me. Tell me what do you want? And this guy's saying, I'm waiting for you to make a discovery that I can then claim the Quran knew it. <laughs> <laughs> and this is very popular. And the one on the right, Allah pressing two buttons at the same side, <laughs> the most merciful, and then torture in the grave and in hell. You know what I mean? It's, it's just ridiculous. Um, Ex-Muslim atheist, which is uh, mostly run by Harris Sultan, again, been sharing yeah. my memes. Uh, 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 ladies and gentlemen, a very important message from the creator of the universe sent to us by his last messenger who is a symbol of morality for all eternity. And it says, <laughs> and if any believing woman offer herself to Muhammad, only he can have her. 33, 50, you know the verse, right? Yeah. And on the side that comparing um, pagans with believers, which is really the same thing. They, they, Allah never responds. You know, I, you prayed, I prayed. And many times what happened was just coincidence or that you worked very hard or you studied very hard for the exam. It's really nothing to do with God. Yep. And beyond that, you, uh, there's many small groups. This is the only one I could find very quickly this morning. Um, Ex-Muslim meme group as a private group has 4.4 thousand followers on Fatwa book. This is the last, uh, just before the last, um, is what I love the most. And I get these messages. So this one has come to me um, today. And it says, dear bro, your hard working towards humanity is really paying off. Even your posts are circulating on Twitter in India, blah, blah, blah. And this is about the fight between Shia and Sunnis uh, that was created on my page. This one on the right, I asked permission from him and he responded a bit late, so I couldn't show his name. But he, we and him had a really heavy debate and he was involved in trying to close my page oh, wow. by, ask, by asking people to mass report me. Anyways, it goes to show you can you should never lose hope in humanity. Mm -hmm. Look what he replied a year later. Hey, I'm sorry. I was a keyboard warrior and very ignorant. I, was, uh, I wasn't very nice towards you. I'm now not a Muslim anymore. But it still hurts me that I sent you mean sh shit on your page. Uh, it's nice that your page is private now. I apologize for being a pers uh, person wasting your time and trying to, I can't see there because it's covered De by this. Try to debate you. Yeah. Yeah. Do you accept uh, my apology? Do you accept my, which I did. Yeah. And now he's running an ex-Muslim page. Which oh, is wow. amazing. Wow. <laughs> which is amazing. Yeah. So th that's that's really the, the end of it to say how uh, we need your help. We need to keep spreading the message. Uh, it's my view that I started as let me do my bit. If I can even stop one person from from wasting their life, um, I I'll be very happy. And I know over the years I've helped many. And I'm, I'm going to continue. And as I said in one debate, I'm going to continue until my last breath to fight this because it's not about me gaining fame. No one knows who I am. It's not about me trying to make money. Not, uh, I'm not making any money out of it. It's just me trying to show you, you could be a lot better uh, without Islam. And I think this is a message you probably agree with as well, Abdullah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I totally 100% am behind this. Um, and it's it's great work. I mean, you know, we talked a little bit about, you know, why you can't come out right now. And, you know, at some point, eventually, I think we're going to do another interview and you're going to show your face, which will be amazing. But yeah, for family reasons and stuff like now, you can't do that, right? Yeah, it's not family, to be honest. The family, 
kind of they already all know okay uh, i've been open about that to family but it's two things that concern me the most i can't go back home you know, oh. you know it's, it's it means um it's almost like that i i promise that i will i need to be more visible and at some point when I retire from my job, because again, in academia, the minute you're labeled that Islamophobic, you're, you, you can't do anything. Mm. You, you really can't do anything. And uh, academia is very, um, especially when you're teaching so many people who are going to be uh, uh, Muslims, uh, where uh, maybe a, a quarter of all my colleagues are, mm -hmm. um, more than half of the researchers I work with are Muslims as well. Will they be able to, I don't have a problem, but will they be, be able to still work with me? And I know this is not going to be possible. So my target, and I'm sorry if anyone's hoping to see me anytime soon, my target <laughs> is going to be in, in the next 10 to 15 years to retire yeah. from teaching. Okay. And, and then I'll, and I'll have a last visit home to say goodbye. I know it's depressing, but I know the minute I make my face visible, um, that's it. I can't go home anymore. Oh yeah, that's that's a very difficult uh, situation. Uh, I mean, a very difficult decision to make. You know, personally, I don't even know if I would want to do. That. I mean, in my case, I don't have that scenario. I don't have that situation because I don't have anywhere back home to grow to go. I grew up in Canada, and Kenya is not really. I don't really have any relationship or connection there. But in that case, is it even worth it to to come out then? You know what I mean? Well, say. As I said, I'm very, very passionate of, uh, about this. And at the end of the day, we need to stand up. I think my status as a university professor, my influence over the years, I, I, I see about 500 to 1,000 students every year graduating. Mm -hmm. um, that's going to have a huge impact. Um, and I think if I'm not going to be selfish, I'm not, I don't care about any harm hitting me, to be honest. That's, you know, when you get to that point, you really don't care. Mm -hmm. um, but it's it's once I feel I've reached that point, I've said my goodbyes, I've reduced the impact on people who are innocent, and especially mm -hmm. those people I'm working with and my right. researchers, because they're going to be hurt really badly uh, because their association with me is going to be um, labeled in a negative way. Because, you know, in academia, when you publish research, and the names of other people are with you in that paper, they're forever going to be saying, oh, you worked with that kafir. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I can't even, you know, they think we're immoral. I'm even considering the consequence, not on me, but on my fellow researchers and, right. and fellow colleagues who work with me in, in, in my research and my department. So I can't do that to them. I think once I'm retired and, I'm, I'm out of that environment. At least they can say, oh, well, it, it, he's no longer working with us anymore. And, and that's why I think I'm going to have to wait. That said, I have appeared in multiple ex-Muslim events. Uh, I think I was telling you offline just before mm -hmm. we got here. Yeah. I attended the, the biggest ex-Muslim conference back in 2019 uh, in London Hotel. And I was there. And this is where I came. I came up to a few people and said, "By the way, I am the Arabic translator." <laughs> <laughs> and they would laugh. Oh, we know you. We know you. So it's it's fun. It's uh, I, I'm the secret uh, Superman. <laughs> uh, <laughs> guys. So I'm I'm loving it. I don't I don't mind. In time, it'll happen. Awesome, awesome. And you, do you want to just talk a little bit about your future plans uh, for the page and for what you want to do? I know you have some things you want. Do you want to mention that or do you want to keep yeah, that? Secret? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, 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 no. This is because this is, if I speak about it, then it'll, it will have to happen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> otherwise I'll keep putting it on the burner for a very long time. Yeah. So memes are dying out, you know, uh, unfortunately it's now more videos and less images. So mm -hmm. unless I change, I will not be able to, to keep up the the spreading of the message. And the memes did great work. Uh, Nuria was just saying, uh, I don't know if you know Nuria, Holy a Humanist was saying, she saw my memes before she uh, left Islam and they kind of triggered stuff in her. She was sharing it with her friends and having a laugh. Memes are extremely powerful and they really spread, especially when they're done tastefully. But now people are not looking on images. Even uh, Sharia Gram is now becoming <laughs> more video 
yeah. than images. You see what I mean? So they, they're moving away from being image-based and being more video-based. So I'm, I'm thinking of scenarios, including possible a little bit of animation. The other day I was thinking maybe make short stand-up comedy kind of, uh, a short few sentence stand-up comedy about these little things about scientific error stuff. I'm, I'm still working on it, but I'm hoping by next year, fingers crossed, yeah, uh inshallah yeah <laughs> that next year i'll have a nice um few videos and i'll come and share and maybe we can have uh, a poll to see who thinks what uh ap what he did apostle prophet what he did with that video uh the cartoon video i don't know if you saw it about yeah with saitan atheists yeah yes that is i think the future only it's a bit too long it, mm -hmm. it, he that is really what is needed that's why i was so over the moon when i saw it because if i thought if he does it correctly then i don't have to do it yeah <laughs> but he he is um i mean videos like what you're doing videos um uh, is the future but also short videos is what will be the future memes yeah, yeah. so i'm not saying other video you know those talk shows and you know and responding and stuff is gonna die out no i think that's gonna continue but in the area of memes is going to move away from images to become animations and short videos mm. and i need to go down that route for sure mm. yeah i i do agree i think that's a great great direction to go in and uh i mean who knows with um, the way social media is and the way things are going and nobody knows what the future holds but your your strategy your guerrilla warfare strategy is quite good i i've always had the same approach in terms of like having everything open for anyone to copy paste or whatever. Um, but I do think branding is important too. So like having good branding so that whoever shares your content, it still has like a central source that they can go back to, you know, having your memes on a website when anyone can download them is amazing. I'm going to go and get some of those, like the, the pyramid one was great. The, the, the Simpsons one was great. I'm going to start sharing some of those. Uh, yeah. You've given us all lots of content and, you know, we have to be grateful for that. That's amazing. That holy humanist, uh, uh, Haris Sultan's uh, co-host is uh, actually saw your memes, and it was in, it's it's like a circle, right? You saw you yeah. found me when you were early on, and then even though you were already probably ex-Muslim by then, I think you said, mm -hmm. uh, but then you know, holy humanist or Nuria found your stuff. Uh, Apostate Aladdin, you know, con the way he came out is funny too because he contacted me to warn me that someone was threatening to dox me on on uh, on Reddit because he was um an admin on reddit and then mm -hmm. i'm like we became friends and then i said why don't you come on the channel and then he he decided to do this thing because he loved it so yeah it's amazing how this you know this circle is growing things are, yeah. are going well um do you want to share any last words uh, i would say do not lose hope just look if you put a timeline and you dot how ex-muslim movement is growing it's only going to get better so how no one should lose hope in this movement with the internet it's become nearly impossible to stop this movement you know what i mean i i i urge everyone who can do it safely please always put your safety above everything else to get involved with this movement and and support you uh, Abdullah, support uh, uh, Apostate Prophet, support Harris, support Nuria, support Infidel Noodle, uh, uh, Apostate Aladdin. Uh, support those people, especially the ones who are showing their faces, because they are a lot, you know, the, the bravery they've done and the sacrifices they've done is huge compared to us uh, when we can't show our faces yet. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Okay, everyone. So that's a wrap for today. And uh, if you're new here, do don't forget don't forget to subscribe. Thank you to the new new members and new patrons who have joined and continue to support the channel. Really appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you again, Abdullah Gondal. I forgot to mention Abdullah Gondal asked me to announce the final roasting of Farid, the response to his um, thing that he did, his response to us. It's going to be coming out next week, hopefully next week, because we need to find a time that works for both of us with the kids and everything. And uh, again, thank you to everyone who gave super chats as well. Uh, Aladdin, this is a different Aladdin, not a positive Aladdin. Uh, thank you for the 50 euros. That's a lot of money. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Okay, guys, check out xmuslimmemes.com. Follow the Instagram. But again, on the Instagram, you need to send a message. 
uh, the details are in the description, so you can you can find them there. Share the memes everywhere. Let's continue doing this project because this is an amazing project and it has an impact for the world. So, and uh, looking forward to speaking you speaking with you again, Hassan, and <laughs> everyone else. Thank you for watching, and uh, bye for now. Bye, bye everyone.